My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what. sides are so wet that you're walking in mud that's almost like a foot deep, which is crazy, but that's the world. So we're either going to be in snow, in fire, or you're going to be flooded because there's no such thing as weather warfare and there's no such thing as weather control mechanisms. And it's all global warming because I have 32 head of cattle that are farting too much. That's why. Just so we're clear. I don't, want, I don't want to have any confusion this morning. 
or be accused of being like anti-tyrannical government, not believing that climate change is all about making people taste better for the lizard heads that want us to be fed with bugs or something like that. You know, these psychopathic elites, I'm telling you. It's Friday. That's what it is. It's Friday. Before we get going, I do want to do a prayer. We had emergency prayer requests just come in now. We're all going to pray right now for this. So I'm just going to read it. just came in uh, from Nikki. Uh, it says, hey, Nikki, I'm sorry to bother you, but I have an urgent prayer request for my wife. She is having pain internally from unknown from an unknown source. She said it's around her ovary area. We recently switched to a holistic doctor due to the medical system failures. We have had 14 miscarriages in the past, and we are trying to go a holistic way. But there are lingering complications of things we don't understand yet. Her faith falters with the losses and her family's church life, which is everything that has been described in the failures of the pulpit. Can you please put us on the prayer list for healing and prayers for direction? Thank you. And thank you for all you guys do. That's Brody uh, Kadai. Yeah, let's let's do this right away. This is what we do best right here. And it's kind of a nice way to start into the weekend. I think the one thing that um, this prayer, we, we're going to need to pray, pray around this on a couple of levels. One, obviously, for removal of pain, but we need to break off any sort of generational curses and probably a few other things here. So let's just see where Holy Spirit leads us. So Father God, I just want to thank you this morning for the assembly and this fellowship and literally bringing us together to do what we do best, which is to pray and to heal and to restore. And so, Father, we just pray this morning for... Um, the wife of Brody uh, Kadai, who's suffering some some pain in the ovary area. And Father, we just raise her up this, this morning. We place a hedge of protection around her, anchored in the blood of Jesus that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. So Father, we pray into her, and we pray Holy Spirit into her, and we just pray life into her body and into her womb. And Father, whatever there is in terms of generational curses, these sort of lingering ailments or um, problems within the body. We're now we're just going to break those off, and we're going to just literally, as we move our hands from head to toe and toe to head, we're just going to break off those ties, those binds, any sort of generational curses that we're going to rebuke and bind and cast at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll make yourself presence here this morning, and just place your hands upon her as we pray with you and pray alongside of you as our King, and we just pray life into this womb because we play right life and restoration. This is a heavy burden as well to carry on a heart for a mother, 14 miscarriages. And so, so Jesus, we're just going to walk this timeline and for each of those places where those disruptions have been, and we're going to walk this and just ask that you can hold, hold her as we walk. And each of these ch children that have miscarried, this is something I'm going to speak into this. This is Holy Spirit. And I don't know your process, uh, Brody, and I, I don't know how all this has come about, nor what you've done as a family, but I'm just going to encourage you, and just as I'm praying here, and this, this seems pretty clear from Holy Spirit, name those children, give them names, and um, if you haven't already, and acknowledge them as part of the process in your life, and that'll be part of a healing. It's not easy, and, and I can't imagine this sort of burden to carry, but we're going to pray into that this morning in restoration of the heart and just pray life into the heart and just know that those 14 children, give them names. 
and this isn't of your hand, it's something other. And so we're, as we pray into this, Father, we're just asking for a release of whatever this burden and this care, this, this misalignment is. And we're just going to pray the power of Holy Spirit right into that womb. And Father, we just ask that you'll, you'll dispatch healing angels to sit around this family and to heal their heart and heal the inner, inner parts of the body, the full body, mind, soul, spirit, to heal them and restore them fully and allow them the blessings of having children in their life. Father, we lift them up in prayer, and Jesus was asked that we continue to heal and pray into them. And in the blood of Jesus, we declare healing over this womb, and we declare healing over this heart. And we and there's a faltering, Father, which is completely understandable of faith at times, the weight and the burden that this carries upon a mother. And so, Father, we're just praying into this, and Jesus, we're, we're walking with you on this to have you just place your hands upon her heart and, and place into her that restored and fully healed heart and, and soul that can lift off these burdens and put their eyes on you and just completely trust in you in each of these steps. This is a There's a fear in here, it, it, and so we're rebuking that spirit of fear, and there's a, there's a shame, and we're, we're going to rebuke that spirit of shame, and there's doubt, and we're rebuking the spirit of doubt. And so, Father, as we sit here, we, we pray life, we play restoration, we pr- play overcoming, we bind the doubt, we bind the fear, we bind the shame, and we just breathe into this and say, you are, you're beautiful as a mother. This is not you. This is not your fault. Have no doubt in Father. Whatever this is now, as we pray into this and circle this in the power of Holy Spirit, we just pray restoration and deliverance from this moment of the burdens that have kept you from having children. And so in Christ Jesus' name, we declare healing over you. Amen. Well, there we go. Keep prayers up. That's a, that's a heavy burden to carry, I'll tell you. Patriots, um, crazy times. We've got financial experts that thought we were clear of the problems, and we know now that we aren't. The U.S. has a $34 trillion debt, just so you know, in case you're excited about the U.S. dollar. And that's pushing prices we pay every day even higher because we're now into a spiral inflation. And whether you realize it or not, the dollar is now into a spiral inflation. It is important more than ever right now that you diversify your savings and your portfolio and do it with gold. That's why we have Birch Gold Group. Give them a call, but the way you get to them is you type BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you text it to 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and text it to 989898. You'll receive... An info packet on gold. Take some time, go through it, and then give them a call to talk about precious metals. Gold, silver, whatever else they offer, and they want to guide you on. These, this is about establishing in a way to protect your retirement savings and set up a retirement savings based on precious metals. If you have an existing IRA or 401k and you want to convert it into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, they'll do it and it won't cost you a single penny. So Give them a call by first making contact via texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Get the information packet, read it, and get informed, and then give them a call and see what they can do for you today. Great group. They've been with us quite a while now, and I'm really impressed with all they do. So, again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Crazy crazy time and more reveals are coming out. And when I say crazy, and you know, I think we say this every day and I, I say this a little bit tongue in cheek, but in truth, the amount of information that's flowing right now is phenomenal. And what's coming out, I want to play this piece by Greg Reese. It just came up this morning. And there's a short part of this I'm going to 
speak over because it's um, Putin and there's only subtitles and translations. So here we go. Putin has made it clear in several interviews that he is well aware of how U.S. presidents come and go and U.S. policy never changes. People are very powerful bureaucracy. When a person is elected, they may have some ideas. Then people with briefcases arrive well-dressed, wearing dark suits just like mine, except for the red ties since they wear black or dark ties. These people start explaining how things are done, and instantly everything changes. This is why it happens in every administration. Putin is well aware that it is the CIA who directs U.S. policy, and it is the intelligence agencies of NATO countries who have been covertly instigating war with Russia for decades. In the Tucker Carlson interview at the Kremlin, President Putin seemed to be speaking directly to the CIA, twice playfully hinting that Tucker is a representative of the intelligence organization. With the backing of whom? With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although, it is a serious organization. I understand. Who blew up Nord Stream? <laughs> you for sure. I was busy that day. <laughs> Nate, it, do you have... Do you have <laughs> uh, I did not blow up Nord Stream. Uh, thank you, though. You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi. And the CIA responded to Putin via their New York Times media outlet in the recent article, The Spy War, How the CIA Secretly Helps Ukraine Fight Putin. The article admits that the CIA, operating through three different presidential administrations, has transformed the Ukraine into Washington's most important intelligence partners against the Kremlin. They have secretly trained and equipped Ukrainian intelligence officers over the past decade and constructed a network of 12 secret bases along the Russian border used to launch cross-border attacks on Russian territory. This means the CIA is responsible for the attacks on oil refineries and energy infrastructure. The article describes secret underground command centers established near the Russian border, financed and equipped by the CIA. A CIA program called Operation Goldfish enabled Ukrainians to hack into Russian military networks, break into satellites, and decode secret conversations. Two years after the 2014 Western-backed coup in Ukraine, the CIA set up training programs for an elite Ukrainian commando force known as Unit 2245. The CIA trained Ukrainian spies who operate inside of Russia, across Europe, and in other places where Russia operates. The article points out that this operation may have been hidden from Trump. While Trump's rhetoric was friendly to Russia, his administration of anti-Russia war hawks, such as Mike Pompeo and John Bolton, kept Western aggression moving forward, which is what Putin has been pointing out for years. Presidents come and go, and the policy never changes. The article says nothing about the several bioweapons labs that the U.S. admitted to having along Russia's border. Some of these labs were seized by the Russian Federation, who say they are preparing to release a report on them 
but have so far remained silent. Putin has made it clear that Russia's actions in Ukraine was in response to decades of hostile U.S.-NATO military expansion on Russian borders, and the CIA is now admitting this to be true. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So we are knowing more and more that the CIA was completely involved in this attempt to create to create a coup in Russia. They hate Putin. We know that. And in the process, they are trying to destabilize the nation at any cost. Part of this is them covering their tracks, obviously, because they know very well that um, the crimes that they continue to do. And keeping in mind that the center point of all of this is always the same. The center point to everything about this fight is around children and child sex trafficking. When we get to the layers of that, that's the core. That's the commodity which they're pushing. The control and weapon systems that they're deploying are two in, this, in simple terms. One is the dollar, which is to get people wrapped into a debt currency so that they can continue to pilfer the world. And the second part of that is the mechanisms which they use behind that to threaten the dollar anymore is not invasion. It's bioweapon systems. They've deployed these bioweapons labs all around the world at our expense. And there's thousands of them. They've put, I think the last count, there was over a thousand bioweapons labs in Taiwan. Just ask yourself that even if we had one, why would we want a bioweapon lab in Taiwan next to China? There's only one reason you want one there, because you're going to be developing something that you're going to be deploying into a country. This is exactly what's been happening in Russia. They've been using Donbass as the launch-off point. They've been using Donbass as the testing site. So this is where they've tested the, bio, the uh, bionomic or the genetic weapon systems there in Donbass, and with the intent of launching those into Russia. We don't, I'm not ever trying to paint Russia as in a flawless agent here. The problem is that we are highly aggressive in the move to try to destabilize an equal partner nation with, for the sole purpose of putting in a puppet government that would turn Russia into a third world country. To understand that is to understand what's happening to us right now. We are the aggressors in this fight. So as we as a nation start to look around what's happening with this invasion, the only way they can fight back is to invade us and take us off, off from within. Again, not looking forward to any sort of invasion by Chinese or Chinese infiltrators, let alone Russian infiltrators. But the problem is we have created mass amounts of enemies around the world by design. This is what our, our administration has done. They are, it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. They're all the same because these are pedophiles. Every one of these people are psychopathic pedophiles. The one thing they want is power, and the second thing they want is pleasure and children for ritual abuse. That's what they traffic in. And they get to there by destabilizing cultures with the CIA using mechanisms like voter fraud, drug trafficking, bioweapon systems, and financial, and, and financial rape. Once they get these systems in place, they can control a nation and the destiny of its people. With that are other layers of technologies layers of technologies that we're just now kind of getting to begin to understand what's going on. This is a very bizarre two clips from two different interviews I want you to hear. We're going to talk about this. One is from Joe Rogan, and then the other is Kash Patel. But I want to highlight something here. Notice that both of these interviews lead to the same thing, that the easiest place to talk about 
is space, the place that we don't talk about, where apparently the greatest number of our assets and other things exist, is under C. Take a listen. Hold on a second. What do we got going on here? Oh. Water listening. Hold on just a second. Might help if I turn the volume up, huh? Good. Interesting, because I didn't know how sophisticated the underwater listening devices are. But they have these super sophisticated underwater listening devices everywhere to make sure that Russia's not sneaking up on us. Because Russia will sneak up on a motherfucker. Russia Russia snuck up on people before. <laughs> None of that is for Russia. You think it's for aliens? None of that is for Russia. Um, <clears throat> you think it's for aliens? Um, that would be the wildest what, shit of all time. What, what underwater listening devices? Oh, they knew that aliens were under there. Okay, let's see if this is weed talk or not. Let's go. So, which one do we know more about? Do we know more about space, or do we know more about the oceans? We know more about space. Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit more. Okay, so yeah. yeah, and part of that is because the ocean's at, very at, difficult to penetrate. At, at some point, it's government. Um, They're hiding things from us. I would hide things from people. I would definitely make it illegal for you to have a submarine. You can have a... So, all right, so we get that, and that's just kind of some crazy talk with Joe Rogan and some dude that smokes too much pot, and I get that. It's, but I, now I want you to listen to what Kosh Patel says, though. This is what's fascinating. Listen to his reference about Loch Ness Monster. I can tell you that it's like our most valuable assets are not on the ground. Our most valuable assets from a national defense standpoint are underwater and in space. Underwater? Yeah. And it's easier to talk about space aliens than it is to talk about Nelly, the Loch Ness Monster. So I think that's why it's so catchy right now. But yeah, there's a whole battle up in space that, that China... I just want to have more conversation on this. Hold <laughs> this stuff in. How do you like... You've had a couple of drinks. Yeah. You're with a... You know, you're with a... Oh, you don't know me. It only takes two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was... For me, it was always a privilege to go in there and serve in that fashion. It wasn't a right. And the people that will... You know, they'll be nameless for history for doing those pieces of work. You know, I'm just, I was just in awe of that they dedicated 20 years to make this one widget work. And I'm like, that's what it's for. Because we need that. And we need the 100 other people doing that different type of work coming together to make this big thing. Otherwise, we're going to get our asses handed to us. All right, so let's just make one, one deal. You're ever abducted by aliens. I'll call you. And they're going to kill you with an anal probe right before you die. <laughs> call me and tell me about this. <laughs> you got to give me your cell phone. <laughs> so they joked this off. And notice what he did there in that conversation, which is fascinating to me. He said it's easier to talk about space aliens than it is to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. And so he's pointed us to something that's undersea, which is not surprising because there's a lot of things going on undersea that people don't want to want us to look at. So instead, the entire effort is to have us look into space, which most of it is CGI anyway. We know that most of what NASA is creating is complete fakeness. And where, where is it created? Most of it is created in their massive swimming pool in where they film spacewalks and everything else. So this now begs the question, and it is an important question from a spiritual point of view, what are we dealing with here in a, nation, in a world? And where is the real threat coming from? Because we're dealing with something here of a spiritual nature with technologies and with aspects of our world 
in a spiritual sense that we're not knowing. And I will tell you, I believe much of it is sitting there, probably under sea and in the in the across the veil we can't see. That's the fallen. That's the demonic. That's all of this sort of thing. And by all indications, our government has likely made agreements somehow with their occult work, and hence it has driven the occult to a higher level to bridge that space, to receive technologies, to receive information. This takes us right back to the book of Enoch, which is literally the violation of what God said could never happen. So all of this is right before us the whole time. And instead of looking into the the inner space, as, as the ocean is often referred to, they want us to look up into outer space, which is just, most of it is just Disney fiction. There's a good reason that Von Braun, who was a Nazi, to be clear, who was made up a cultural hero, still stuns me. This guy's a Nazi. By the 1960s, he's a cultural hero and doing nightly, sh- weekly shows on Disney, talking about the space program using Disney. And what is Disney known for? Disney's known for their animatronics. Disney's known for their animations. Disney's known for their movie studios. It's all a deception right in our face. And so everything was done to shift our attention away from where the major part and a major threat of development actually was. And this is where we continue to lead. This leads to a critical problem. In, and this is, I'll just give you my opinion on this from, a, from an informational point of view and a psychological point of view, is as we emerge to a place of truth, where increasingly people are having to confront truth, it's creating a massive instability psychologically across the world. There's an article here. This actually goes back to January 16th, and it's in in Zero Hedge, and it said increasing psychopathic behavior is a sign that society is on the verge of breaking down. It's interesting that we never considered this in the last five years or so of discussions of the Great Awakening, but a psychological breakdown of society leads to the breaking down of the matrix. Think about that for a minute. So let me read this. Discussions on collapse often turn to signs and signals. The economy, politics, and social tensions have become increasingly unstable for many years now. And how much, and much like adding more and more weight to a man standing on a frozen lake, eventually the ice is going to break. The question is, how do we know when the momentum, what the momentum will be? As cultural systems begin to dissolve due to political clashes and economic decline, the real the evil tends to slither out of the woodwork. It happens slowly at first, then all at once. A sure sign of accelerating collapse is the growing prevalence of psychopaths and psychopathic behavior in the open. What is happening here is likely that as truth is shredding this matrix and people are facing truth, the reaction to that is there's no underpinning for many of these people. We've seen this in science. And one of the things we've referred to is TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, which is actually considered a real thing now. But what is TDS? TDS is literally the loss of a framework of ideology that people have lost their underpinnings to be able to stand on their own feet. So the worship of Obama, the worship of Hillary Clinton, when that was removed Suddenly, the underpinnings of where people had rest their, put their life on and put their feet on, essentially standing on sand rather than the rock of faith, all of a sudden things begin to implode. And it's imploding so fast they have nothing to catch them. And in the process, they become literally psychopathic by behavior, psychotic and psychopathic. That's these sort of screaming, deranged people screaming out, doing nothing. All of this is really important to appreciate because right now as a globe, we have this 
we, we really have a threshing going on. It's a pretty powerful threshing, in fact. And that threshing is going on to those that are seeking the walk of Jesus. And I'm taking out that term of being Christian in, in a church. It's the seeking of the walk of Jesus. It's going to be that powerful rock that we walk on. Do Walk as Jesus walks. It takes you out of the dogma of the church, out of the principle of the pulpit, like my church is better than your church. We've got a better true way of looking at Christ than everybody else, whatever, la, la, la. All that's nonsense. That's just, that's just the corrupted pulpit. But as we seek that walk with Jesus, that purity of the walk of Jesus, do what Jesus said we could do and walk as he said we should walk. We end up in a very clear path away from this matrix. In the process, it gives us a, an optic to be able to look back on these others and say, okay, now I'm beginning to understand where I can reach in, where I can pray, where I can, I can offer you the guidance to take you out of that spin and take you into life, which is what we represent. But in the process of truth, and as truth begins to be revealed, these truths are nicking away at people's foundations. And so even though we can say, well, like, when's the Great Awakening going to happen? The Great Awakening is happening everywhere simultaneously. There's not a singular event. There's not one black swan event that's suddenly taking everybody to one new level. Instead, there, there may be a catalyst that suddenly brings it all together. But that, is hap- that will happen because all of the domains of lies, which are millions, are starting to be eroded by the truth that's nicking away at an ideological control over people's minds that is leading them into behavioral problems. We're seeing it, violence, we're seeing unrelenting depression, we're seeing all sorts of things happening across our nation because the truths which they have rooted themselves on are falling apart and there's no place for them to turn. There should be. Every church should be screaming this from the pulpit. But this is where I go back to this the unity of the body of Christ and the remnant tribes coming together, that's where that message can become so strong because then centers, people will migrate to centers to be healed. That's the truth. And this is where, as we start to raise this up, people are going to be seeking. They're going to be looking at places to go, looking at places to be raised, raised up, looking to places to be preyed upon. And we're seeing this more and more, the, the turning to prayer instead of, turning to doctors, turning to prayer instead of trying to turn into the news because it's so overwhelming. And the in-between, if they don't, is literally an emotional breakdown. It's a powerful moment in time. It's in, in fact, it's incredible. And with this are the layers and layers of truth that people don't want us to take a look at. So consider this. This actually goes again back to January 16th. There's a couple articles I found this morning. This is the president of Canadian LGBTQ organization was arrested for child sex abuse charges. Now, here you have an organization that has branded itself out here, embedded itself into woke ideologies. And again, the media wants to suppress because the more that these truths come out to realize that these organizations have been hijacked and are being run by pedophiles. And at the core of their philosophies is pedophilia. This sort of information overload is every time you get something like this, there's only one way through this. Well, I should say there's two. There's two ways through the facing this sorts of information. One is denial, and just to say, oh, that's just an anomaly, when they all know it's not. Or the other is facing the truth, which means everything that you believed in in this rainbow flag with six colors instead of seven is going to be is completely a lie. And in doing so, every bit of your identity falls apart. Everything that you stood for, every bill you passed, you you fought for, every single thing that you stood for collapses. And I just just take a moment 
and it's important for us all to reflect on how significant that is. Imagine growing up, groomed or not groomed, ultimately you're groomed, in a world, in a culture telling you, like, you're lesbian, you're gay, you're bi, you're trans, whatever. And you get to a moment, a critical moment, where everything about your movement is revealed to have been a pedophile grooming organization. Consider that. And just for a moment, as we see that, you see this in, this shock that ripples across a, gr- a group that everybody is left without an underpinning. I will tell you what this sounds like. It sounds like the absence of God. And that would translate to living hell, literally. And they're still in a place where they can find God, but I imagine not having any belief system that you can pin yourself on. That's going to lead to what? Psychopathic behavior. It's an incredible moment in our history, and it's really being reflected in other areas. Here's another article from January 16th. Why this came up today, it just did. It's a series of things. But U.S. consumers are engaging in historic debt binges and delinquencies are ominously rising. Why would you have a debt binge? Because the truths are overwhelming and coming into people so much that they're literally finding avenues to try to give self-satisfaction. What's the number one thing that consumerism does? It provides an immediate satisfaction without long-term benefit. But it's a way to bury your pain. It's a way to bury the realities. It's a way to go out. I'm going to go on a shopping binge. I'm going to buy a new TV. I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy, 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 buy. Because that's how you fill yourself in an emptiness of the heart and the soul. And so with the experiences of engaging and shopping, you are seeing yet another indicator of the depth of the truth and the awakening that's happening in this nation. We're heading towards a major event here, a major event of awakening that will literally shock the entire world. And with this, we have all these events that typically people are being consumed by as they go through their daily lives, mindlessly doing things like, I'm, I'm going to live in my little corner. I'm going to live as a, as a woke person. I'm going to live as a conservative. I'm going to live as this. I'm going to live as that. I'm going to mind my own business. And then the news that, that it controls them are the layers of strategic issues that make no difference on our daily lives. So the wars in Israel that, we, that they're trying to suck us into, people are like, oh my goodness, it's going to affect my life. So it drives, what does it do? It drives more consumer behavior. All of this is at the end of the day, control through consumer behavior. And so all of these outside events, the looming threat of Taiwan, the looming threat of Ukraine, the looming threat of going to war in the Middle East, then you overlay that with Schofield Bible type end of times theory. And suddenly every church is talking about go fight for Israel, go stand there. We're all going to be at the end of times. It's the end of times we're coming to rapture, the, 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 the revelation, chapter of revelation, Daniel, all this is hitting us. All of that's losing control right now. Because as these other events are happening, it's not sticking on people because internally the truth is starting to erode the lies that people are in. And again, the pivot is to go to the word. And literally, if you read nothing more than the red letter language in the Bible, if that's all you ever read, you would do really well. Listening to what Jesus said, following what Jesus said to do, and living as Jesus said to live. It's incredible. So uh, the scriptural underpinnings and that walk with Jesus empowers the walk here that can withstand this incredible collapse that's happening around us in, in this world. And so with all of this, then you see the ramping up of other elements to try to maintain control. One of those things is 
literally how to continue to divide and conquer and keep people at a division. And ultimately, it's a scorched earth policy to ruin any future for children. Take a listen to this. This actually comes from Libs of TikTok, which is a really good account on X. And here, here's what it says. It says, Scoop, a source inside a high school in Flint, Michigan, sent me this image. And it's a teacher, a teacher is instructing black students to write their assignment in, quote, black English, while non-black students write in plain English. Divide and conquer at the very root. To empower people with something that's nonsensical, kids are being influenced. As kids are being influenced, they're starting to look across at each other now as different instead of unified in the body of Christ. And they're doing something worse. This is literally creating the fall of Babylon before us. See how this is working? We had a unified language. It's called English. Now they're, they're, they're intentionally creating a different English, a different language. And what's worse is this is a, a language that's rooted in racism. And so there's a picture here, which I'm going to read some of it from this, from this uh, projected on the blackboard or whiteboard is what this assignment is. But the question reads, the question above the caption is, what on earth is this racist garbage? And here's what it says. F- fifth... Our Thursday AP literature. This is 22924. 229.24. This is literally today or yesterday. I'm sorry. It says, one, I miss you. Two, do not forget requirements. Listen, punny title, a quote from the act and scene somewhere in the uh, uh, Delorama, and synopsis from synopsis written in black, if you're black, English or plain English on the index card with the correct act and scene re- revealed for the audience at Hamlet. Tape index card on Dilarama somewhere so Sewell doesn't lose it in transit. Gather supplies and work together. Work until, work until five minutes left and clean up. Katrina, Taylor, Sarah, please help organize supplies on back counter. Hamlet, etc. So, the whole point of this is if you are black, write as a black person. If you're white, white, write as a white person. Don't have a common language. This is scorched earth stuff that they're doing right now to divide and conquer at the youthful level so that people can never again see each other as who they are. All of this roots down to one simple fact. Governments worldwide are struggling to contain the new virus. And it's the virus that would have, it will literally impact billions of lives. And what is it? It's called truth. Truth is out. We can't control it. It's moving, and they can't control it no matter what they do and no matter how hard they try. All of the antics and the, the garbage that they've been doing in the past is now is now collapsing. So they're down at the ground level doing everything they can to promote scorched earth to ensure that somehow these people will never again be able to come together. And the truth keeps pouring out. We have Releases coming out from cases in Hollywood. Releases now coming out today with Hunter Biden. Releases coming out with Epstein. All of these things are pouring out. And in the end of the day, we're going to see, I believe, the one catalyst thing, and I've said this, I think now, literally, I've said this for almost five years. The one thing that will bring people together is when they finally realize how deeply corrupt and driven the society is to go after children. It's the, it's the children at the end of the day that brings everybody together. Once people grasp the magnitude of the pedophilia culture that is ruling in the ruling elite and it is getting closer every day, whatever that trip is, whatever that catalyst is, 
your di- the differences of this world to a large degree will melt away and people will vector in and see what the real threat is. Indications of that are already happening in Michigan, in, up in Dearborn and over in, in New York City, where Muslims and Christians are coming together as a body to stand against the pedophiles that are there. They're not looking at each other as problems. They're looking at the true problem and source of this, which are pedophiles. What's coming out of the this Gaza piece is revealing. Today, we literally, and this is another, it's disturbing, but there's nothing we can do about it other than be aware of it. In Gaza, they had a vote today to try to stop or put the blame on Israel for what happened yesterday, which was that Israel had a deadly incident in the Gaza, in Gaza as people were trying to get supplies. They killed over 100 Palestinians trying to get supplies because there was a mob raid. Well, why is that mob happening? Because Israel is bombing the heck out of everything, and they're, they're leaving people without food and without water, and they're trying to execute an extermination. I think we're going to have to start looking in deeper, and I'm going to have to do some research of what the actual tribe is of the Palestinians, because there's something darker here that we're not seeing. And I cannot verify what I'm going to say, but I have read some things recently that really have my sights perked up to wonder if there's truth to this. And again, I I have not done the research, but it's worth looking at. And that is, is there a connection with Jesus to this tribe of the Palestinians? Because I'm telling you, on the surface, that makes complete sense why they would want the Palestinians eradicated. This is a this is a evil cabal that is a cult of Satanists that want the entire erasing of Christian faith off the globe. And that should tell everybody everything. Because once we start to see a, an extermination of people, again, ask yourself, what's the motivation? What would create that much hate? And in this cult, there's only one thing that stirs that much hate. And it's literally Jesus. This cult is fearful of Christ. They want it erased off the face of the earth. They want any evidence of Jesus off the face of the earth. And at the end of the day, they are literally so stupid, they think they can do that. But they can't, and we know that. But this is their entire war against Christians and why they are waging such a war against Christians. So we need to continue to keep these questions out there. Someone just wrote in here in chat says, why are they afraid? That's a or what are they afraid of? That's exactly right. What are they so panicked about? Why is it impossible to coexist? Why is it so necessary to corrupt and destroy children? What are the motivations? And whatever that is that's coming, they know that they're on a timeline because everything is accelerating and they can't control it. So it is a whole point here of looking deeper at each one of these problems and asking the hard questions. But what happens today when they bring up the the idea of blocking or the uh, of condemning Israel for slaughtering a hundred people in Gaza yesterday. And again, why were they, why did they slaughter them? Because there was a riot around the food truck. Why was there a riot around the food truck? Because they have no food. They pushed them down to the Southern part of Gaza. They literally did a classic PSYOP campaign. They did aerial drop with flyers. They got them migrating down. And as they were migrating down, they started bombing right behind them until they've concentrated them down in the Southern part of Gaza. They've cut off food. They put them in concentration or in, well, yeah, we'll call them concentration camps. They're providing things down there and they're exterminating this group of people, which by the way, just so I add this, the report has now come out that the, one of the reports of the, quote, atrocities by Hamas, which included beheading of children, cutting out babies out of the womb, and raping, raping Israeli Jews or Jewish girls, was a complete fabrication of the IDF. 
which is the Israeli Defense Force. And how did they do it? They took one of their people. They got them hired inside the New York Times. They wrote an article that has no justification, and even the New York Times has called it out now as saying it was a lie. This is how intense they are in creating an evil that doesn't exist. This is a complete, complete fabrication of a story. And the other part about this that the media continues to avoid is the simple fact that the most secured border in the entire world was left unmanned to allow Hamas to come in. Why? Because Mossad has been working with Hamas, and all of this was an engineered fight to draw the Western powers into a, a fight in Middle East. That's where it was. This is no different than the manipulation of Ukraine. And what does that take us back to? It takes us back to the intelligence agencies, CIA, MI6, and Mossad, manipulating the world, tiding with the Catholic, the, the Catholic black pope and their the, the diocese up in, in Vatican. All of this together to try to control the world and manipulate a perception of the world that they need to exterminate people. This has to stop. And it stops with us. That's the whole thing. It stops with us putting our foot down and saying enough is enough. I just want to finish with this thought because there's a lot of things that come up regularly about what I can do. How do we stop this? And it always comes back to the same thing. We're going to talk a lot about that tonight. In fact, we're going to get back to county by county and local action tonight. And we're going to tie that into with Flemingsburg of what we're trying to accomplish out there. But here's the deal. In the end of the day, a change starts locally. It doesn't start strategically at the, at the political levels in D.C., Change starts locally. And change starts in the heart of an individual to defy the tyranny. So if someone's telling you not to do something, just do it. If a government official is telling you to obey, disobey. You're defying not because you're being a bad citizen. This is a ridiculous point, and obviously within reason. I'm not going to say, like, go out and do everything crazy, but there are so many rules and regulations that are being put on in place to destroy our lives. If someone's telling you that, oh, by the way, you can no longer run cattle on your property, I'm going to run cattle on my property. They have no right to come in and start controlling our lives this way. And it's going to take people openly defying the authority of government. The first person out is the person they try to go for. When people come in mass, they have nothing to do. They have to step down. We've seen this with the farmers' actions in Europe. They cannot control the farmers, and the farmers have put up a complete resistance. They blocked roads. In fact, in France and in Paris, outside Paris, they're taking roadways, and they're now they're down using, bringing in earth, and they're turning the roadways into new farmland. All of this is a defiant action that the government can no longer control, and that is the virus that ultimately will take this world down. It's the virus of truth. So be part of the truth fight. Get on the ground. Defy what you see before you. Literally use that righteousness within the heart and flip tables, and that's where we have to be. That's the kingdom authority that we carry, and we wage this war first in the spirit, and we take our actions onto the ground in actions of truth and defiance for our king. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you this morning for all that we have in this time we can come together. We just pray constantly for the raising up of the warrior heart in Christ. This is a time now for us to really grasp onto the mightiness of the warrior heart, to flip tables at a time like this, to defy, because to defy tyranny is to honor you. Father, we are living in a time now where there's so much confusion of the message is trying to give us to, we have to comply this and agree with this simply because of an obedience that has no logic in the principle of true faith. We have to find the core of this of understanding that Jesus has told us to love thy neighbor, not to eradicate our neighbor like they're doing in Israel and on the Gaza Strip. 
We have to love our neighbor. We have to have a love for one another. We have to reach that out and start understanding the bridges we need to build are on us to build. And as we step into these authorities, the greater love that Christ asked us to do, to love thy neighbor, we will now find the greater power in what our authorities are to raise up the body of Christ and to stand in defiance to this tyranny. So, Father, we just pray that blessing upon each and every person, the courage and the authority of, of the warrior heart of Christ. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So be defiant and be strong and lean in. That's the powerful thing right now. Have Take the authorities that Christ gave us and live them. And that's we walk that piece and you come to the balance of understanding when to flip a table and when to love, keeping in mind that Jesus spent time with the prostitutes and the tax collectors. Those are the people he focused, he gave real time to. He was there to raise people up, even the most broken. Sunday night, we're going to have an amazing interview, and I'm excited to bring it. And it's an interview of the worship pastor from um, Redeemer Church down in Arizona. And his story is incredible because he is a he was a Christian death metal artist, which he calls himself a screamer and guitarist that's now leading worship music at John Benzinger Church down in Arizona. Why this is huge is because his mission was to bring Christ into the dens of Satan. That's the type of mission work that just is really shaking the world. And when we have that confidence in God and we take that authority, there's nowhere we cannot tread. We have the authority as the sovereigns of this world. We were given that authority by Christ. Take it, own it, run with it. That's the beautiful thing. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are 
a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 